Cross the Netflix stream. I'm Ward. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, and Facebook. Cross the Netflix stream. Contact us. Let us know what you think, what you've seen, and what we should see. Go to our website to find all of our older episodes, written reviews, and Netflix news. Cross the Netflix stream.com. Welcome to the Neely Revived Podcast. It's been going strong for all of two weeks. <laughs> Cross Netflix Stream is back. I've got two very special guests. You may f- remember them from back in the heyday when this podcast peaked and subsequently declined. Now it's just the weekly watch. And on the list for today, we've got, and we may not even get to all these, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Peaky Blinders, Saving Mr. Banks, The Mule, The Favorite, Don't Look Now, and Dangerous Liaisons. What do you guys want to talk about first? Definitely not uh, Hollywood ending. I wouldn't talk about the ending. I don't want to talk about it at all. Okay, then I haven't won't. seen it. Well, I, I will say I enjoyed it. Uh, nice, like, <laughs> pick up the freaking phone and give me a call. Like, hey, I'm going to go see the Tarantino movie that I know that you'll enjoy, but, you know, I'll go alone. <laughs> it's cool. Oh, now, now I know. I didn't know. Now I know. <laughs> you do know. You, We have gone and seen the last two Tarantinos, or at least we've seen Django together. Yeah, but that was here. We no, we, here. Saw, we went to the movie theater and saw Django. Django? Yes. I don't know if I'm buying that. Yeah, we did. And then we watched it here. Did we? Yes. You are terrible. You are the worst friend next to Rod I've ever (laughs) had. How how much uh, lead time do you need for that? I needed more than a day's notice. Oh, more than a day. I'll say that might have been the sticking point there. Goodness (laughs) gracious. Would you come up to Danville for that? Yes. It's... It's Tarantino. Where else would I go? He lives on that side of town. I live closer (laughs) to there. All right. Oh, All no, right, it's too late. The man's only going to make one more movie, and you're going to forget by then. You never know. <laughs> never have the director's cut. <laughs> Let's talk about save. Have you seen Saving Mr. Banks? I really thought I had, but I'm racking my brain trying Dang. to remember. Like I know what it's about, and I feel like I have, but yeah, I, nothing's coming up. Man, I thought for sure that would be something all three of us have seen. I feel like I have. Hmm. If you saw you, I mean Tom Hanks. I mean. Tom Hanks Tom plays Hanks. Walt Disney. Yeah. I, I know. I know what it is. I know what it's about. Story. I just okay. can't remember. Hold on. I got a, another avenue I can check. You check it out. Um, so this is, you saw it. Did mm-hmm. you watch it with your family? Uh, Donna and I watched it. Oh, it, she would have loved that movie. Yeah. I think that would have been I right. more her, up her alley than, oh, yeah. than yours maybe. But what did well, you think? Well, I really enjoyed it after the first 15, 20 minutes. The first mm-hmm. 15, it was a really slow starting movie. Well, I like the I love the way that it but, starts. It, well, it's intentional. I, I, it's, yeah, well, and I, but knowing that Tom Hanks was in the movie is really the only reason I kept sitting there. Sure. Well, and the fact that I had a phone to play on. Right. <laughs> but you what, you played on your phone while you watched the movie? The first 10 or 15 minutes, there's uh, nothing going on. It's uh, the crux of the movie is the first 10, 15 well, I mean, minutes I'm of the movie. I'm paying attention. I know what's going on. I'm just playing Jeez. spades. I don't have to pay attention to play spades. <laughs> For no, someone but, who plays spades on the same app as you, yes, you need to pay attention while he plays spades. <laughs> I have a 69% winning percentage. <laughs> I have seen this. Okay. I don't remember much about it. All right. It. But this is from 2013. That's why nothing's yeah, coming yeah. on. It's, it's this is a movie I have seen five times. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Did you get locked in the I would, room? My daughter out. loves the movie. Right. She lo- So we will we will sit and watch it some nights. You know, late at night, we'll, we'll sit and watch on TV just because of how much we both love the movie and the storytelling in the movie. Wow. So the you know just to make sure everybody knows you know the story is this is the story of Walt Disney trying to convince the writer of Mary Poppins to give him the rights to make the movie so right. that's the, the the background of the story. Um, P. L. So Travers. P. L. Travers is it's her taken name. So did you 
if you ever watched the movie and then watch Mary Poppins? Did it cause you to want to watch Mary Poppins? No. I don't enjoy Mary Poppins. Because uh, I'd never seen Mary Poppins. Oh, I love Mary Poppins. I, I just don't... I, I don't enjoy it now. It's such a long movie. And I love Julie Andrews, but it's just so long that I I would much rather watch Saving Mr. Banks. Okay. And I saw the new Mary Poppins movie, The Return of Mary Poppins. Return of Mary... Yeah. And that's the one... So we watched... Terrible. Well, we watched Saving Mr. Banks, and I said, well, I want to watch Mary Poppins. She said, you're kidding. Where is it? She's grabbing remotes. <laughs> and she couldn't find... The old we, one. It yeah. wasn't available to us at the right. moment on any of our right. services. Oh, right. And so we watched The Return of Mary Poppins. Yeah. And, it, you know, I wouldn't say it was terrible. Terrible. Well, if you watch the original one compared to that, it was terrible. Okay. But Saving Mr. Banks, the story, I think, is just... Oh, it's fantastic. Man, it is tragic. It, oh. is, a, it is a tragic story. Mm. And when you read this woman's biography, because we read her biography after P.L. Travers, I mean, she was... She was loathed by everyone, by her family, by her associates. Wow. She had no friends. She had no family. I mean, she was just like, she was exactly as portrayed in the movie. And I love the end of the movie where they're actually playing the cha- the recorded tapes right. of, oh, yeah. of her in the thing. And man, it's just, it's amazing. Amazing. I, and Tom Hanks, uh, you know, he did a great job. I mean, I'm kind of tired of seeing Tom Hanks play everyone. You know, he's Captain Phillips one week. He's Walt <laughs> Disney the next week. He's... Uh, who's he in this most recent movie? Mr. Mr. Rogers. Rogers. You know what I mean? It's like he played, who can we get to play a beloved character that we, that we all know? <laughs> Tom Hanks. That's it. the only person I can think uh, of. I like Tom Hanks too, but it's, yeah. a, it's too much. It's too much. We've gone too far. We've, we've reached Mr. Rogers should, should be the farewell of, of Miss, of Mr. Hanks playing. Do you, would you want Tom Hanks to play himself in the Tom Hanks movie? That eventually no, come out? no, no, no. No, I wouldn't. I'd like to get a Idris, Idris Elba. <laughs> just go completely. Just yo, just yo. Let's just go completely opposite. I'd watch that movie. Too. I would watch, I'd that, watch movie too. that movie too. <laughs> but all in all, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was very good. Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. It was. I mean, it's a it's a movie like you say that this this woman's life is tragic. You know, um, you know, it's it's one of these movies that goes back and forth. You'll go to her as a child and see her upbringing and her father, her alcoholic father, who she his, loved, and yeah, you know, and not like and, an abusive see, alcoholic father. But then see how that, you know, how that resulted in the re- you know how she is the rest of her life. Right, shapes her as a human. Yeah, but but I, and it's I love the way it like you say I love the way. You know, she warms up that they they reach her. Right. That's you know, it really becomes to me this, I, I this think, groups that there's they're just so desperately trying to unlock her right. as a person, figure her out, and I, and that, to me that was fascinating. I think it's fascinating too, but I think that to me that that's more of movie magic is sure. is they change this woman and her her heart softens. I think more more than likely what happened to us like she was out of money. And really what it came down to is she gave them a difficult time, but in the end she was going to have to say yes because she was broke. Right. I mean, and this was the only way, unless she's going to write any more books, to to get money. So I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that heartfelt story that they tell. And yeah. But I think it was probably more money-based. Well, well, yeah, we went looking for uh, what what in this story is true, and we really right. couldn't find much. Yeah. Because I was, I was curious to know, so I spent the next, you know, as we're – trying to figure out what to do next. I spent the next 10 or 15 minutes trying to find how much of what we just saw was true. Right. And 
uh, really more about the ending of the movie. And, um, I, and I couldn't find anything other than, I mean, everything I read said that the, that this movie was relatively true to form. It yeah. was, it, it was not just based on a true story. Right. It was a true story. Yeah. I, I believe that they should have played some of the tapes though, where she softened up. I would have liked to have heard that as well as her nitpicking and, Right. Um, but the relationship between her and Paul Giamatti is my favorite part yeah. of that. Is my favorite part of that that movie, man. I just I <laughs> love I love that he plays her driver, you know. So he yep. she he picks her up and drives her everywhere, you know, from the hotel back to the studio, studio, but wherever. And it's just like the way that he is just constantly himself, and eventually wears down that she's like the only person he's the only person that she likes and she even says it at one point you're the only american i like but they they missed the you know but the movie magic they missed the opportunity to to play on that you know where and it was? i know where where she showed up to the thing and he could have been her date that's right yes Why i knew she, you were gonna say she that. had to turn around no and come this back was to perfect him. no she was... had to turn around and come back to him no no and, no and no. have him accompany her because it was not like that i like that they left it that way i know exactly what I you're thinking dying. but man you you gotta see this movie called roman holiday have you ever seen roman holiday no. carrie grant uh, not carrie grant not carrie grant um Great. No, Cary Grant. Cary Grant and uh, Audrey Hepburn. Yep. And it's black and white. And it's, you Is know, it black it, and white? Yeah, it gets to this color. really old part. It gets to this part where she's like a duchess or something. And she's been out the whole day fooling everyone. She, they, nobody knows how, who she is except for him. So they spend the day together doing all this thing and kind of like fall for one another. And she takes him back. I'm going to spoil the ending because this is the best <laughs> ending to any movie ever. And it is over 50 years old. It's ever. Okay. This, <laughs> this is the best ending to any movie. And... So they like they like get to the point where he like drops her off like wee hours of the morning, you know, like early morning, and she walks down this long corridor and you keep expecting her to turn around and run back and she makes the turn and he's still waiting there. And you the music's playing. It's yeah. it's coming. She's right. coming around that corner. She <laughs> never comes around the corner. <laughs> it is just it is the best ending to any movie I've I've ever seen, maybe with the exception of Arlington Road. But I knew you were going to mention that one because <laughs> those are the two best. Those are the two best endings of movies. When you don't, when you, right. when something happens where you don't, and that's it. Like it's the movie's over. He goes back to his life. She goes back to her life, and it's like, damn, <laughs> damn. Did someone just do this? Did someone do it fifty years ago? Damn. Why can't we do this now? Like how could this not? Have, how could we still not capture this? Like because that, you when you watch this movie for the first time, you're like, she's coming. <laughs> it's freaking Audrey Hepburn. When especially a movie from the fifties, you know, you figure like, oh uh, yeah, you know, it's gonna be exact. It's gonna end how I expected yes, it to end. It's Hollywood and it doesn't, and it doesn't. And you're just like, it tears it. It tears you apart. It tears me apart now. Hmm. It tears because if you watch their whole day, I mean, it's Audrey Hepburn for one, and like, I can't, I can't look at young Audrey Hepburn and not think like, damn. <laughs> I just, need, I just need five minutes with, with young Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> I can talk anyone to anything. <laughs> but it's just, she's just so gorgeous. And you want this movie to just, you want it to just, you, you know it's going to happen and it doesn't. It's like, so that, that part in that, in Saving Mr. Banks, I thought the same thing. I was like, gonna, he's going to escort her into yeah. the thing. And then when he does, I was like, oh yeah, that's the way it should be. He shouldn't escort her into right. the thing. Cause that's life. <laughs> well, I think I'm with you that, one reason I really like this movie is because of that ending. But I wonder how many people saw it like, oh, they don't get together? I hate this movie. Like, I wonder how many they people They should that turns get off. together. He's probably married. He's got a daughter at home. Sure. 
Well, yeah, but you know, most people, a lot of people want it to end that way. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that. No. Me neither. I, I, did, I mean, I, you know, and I didn't mean like they should get together. No, no, I know what you meant. He but should he should escort her in. Yeah, yeah, right. I agree. I agree. I, but I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, I see what's going to happen here. He's going to take her in. And who's going to park the car? <laughs> that was my first thought. <laughs> who's going to park the car? <laughs> but that relationship between the two of them is what makes that movie for me. And I don't know what it is for Kate. Kate, I, you know, I think it's probably just the, just, I think it's seeing her as a child that Kate loves. Right. That, that whole thing with her dad. And, you know, I think that's, that's what she loves about the movie. I never asked her. I, I don't know. You know, hmm. I don't know. But we've seen it like five times. Anyway, moving on. I know we've 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 caught that one enough. We're good. The Mule. This is the Clint Eastwood jam. Damn, I wanted to see this movie too. I don't know. Like Clint Eastwood's movies are kind of hit or miss. It's like, oh, is it going to be American Sniper or Gran Torino? Wait, 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 wait. Which one of those is miss? I mean, American Sniper. It's like it's I, I, bot. It's, it's, when you're talking Clint Eastwood movies, it's bottom. Yeah, but I mean, like the whole American like fervor thing. Like he 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 really captured one with that one. Sure, like, it was big. Right. I mean, I don't. I just. His, but Gran Torino, I thought was fantastic. I don't remember that one well, but I just my recollection of it is, and this is really all I remember of it, is that oh, old man that yells at kids on his yard is you know just doesn't. Oh man, that movie was that movie is one of those ones where the ending where you're like, damn, did that just happen? Yeah, it just happened. <laughs> all, I, all I remember is Clint Eastwood's a grumpy old man. No, that was a good. That was a oh, good man, movie. That's this I did not like. Um, he is a ninety year old. He becomes a drug mule. It's it's like Mr. Magoo meets Breaking Bad. <laughs> or you know maybe a better comparison is is as if somebody had only watched uh law and order and chips that that was what they based their <laughs> nods of drug cartel on I'm like okay i think i've got it let me write a movie it just i i was really entertained two-thirds in like there's some stupid stuff there's a lot of clint eastwood he's still from the 50s and doesn't get this new age stuff right. and techn- like fine that's fine but once we get closer to the end just these gaps of how stupid this is. I thought cartel would have killed him months ago. They would yeah. not have let this stuff stand. They, they would have, Oh, he's old. We'll let him pass on robbing us. It'll be cool. And it's not like even Robin. It's, it's, you know, old men still batteries. It's like that kind of robbery stuff. Yeah. I just, the longer this went, the more annoyed I got. Uh, just, see, and I, I wasn't sure it was going to be. I, I thought that I really wanted to see this because I do enjoy Clint Eastwood movies. Even the hokey ones from the 70s, the Spaghetti Westerns, I thought Clint Eastwood has always done a really good job. Oh, yeah, Spaghetti Westerns are great. I mean, and he's really stepped up the storytelling in these more modern movies. Like, the, you know, it's it's gotten tighter. It's 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 better. Well, oh, Grand Torino might be better than I thought. I just, I don't remember much about it other than... Old man, yeah, man, no, granted, is that better? Is, the story in that is like, man, and then you get to the end and you're like, oh my gosh, he killed, he, he essentially kills himself oh, at really? the end of Gran Torino. Yeah, that sounds promising, man. That's that was, but this mule movie now, it, now I'm now I don't want to see it. Yeah, it just, it's just, it's, and it, one thing I thought was missed were some of like the secondary effects of, oh, this dude has all this money, he's spending money like crazy. To me, that would throw up some flags. And, you know, they get a little cute with the FBI agent. They kind of run into each other. But they don't realize, you know, they get a little cute with stuff. But, yeah, some of the cartel stuff, like what he does when he gets away with because he's old and right. it's so cute. I was like, all right, yeah. we're, we're done. Let me get my phone. I'm done here. <laughs> <laughs> what else? The favorite. So yeah, this, one. this is early 18th century England, Queen Anne, uh, Lady Sarah, and, you know, all these little, you know, relation, little love triangle thing going all on. Right. And I saw this, was not interested in it at all. Then I saw the director is Yorgos Lanthimos. You may not know him, but he's done some wild movies. He did. First movie I saw of his was 
what was it called? Uh, I, it might have been The Lobster. And that is, it's with Colin Farrell. I think I've got this right. Let me look it up. I don't want to get this wrong because it's a crazy movie. I've heard of him before. But yeah, so when I saw he directed this, I wanted to see like what he would be like directing a normal movie. But in The Lobster... Yeah, it's got Colin Farrell. It's a near-future movie. You're taken to a hotel if you can't find a romantic partner, and you can be transformed into a beast. It sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But the movie's just really well-directed. Then <laughs> he did The Killing of a Sacred Deer, and that's, again, Colin Farrell. But there are just some wild moments. Not like What he can make, the way he can make you feel in that movie... I was just so like at that point, like, all right, anything this guy makes, I'm going to watch because he is just a great director. So I watched The Favorite. The story's not bad. I thought his directing was really neat, some neat tricks there. I, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily care about the story that much, but yeah, his I mean, directing helps. When you, when you get into like old England like that, and especially royalty, pff, yeah, I, you know, like I, I don't, I don't care about any of those well, things. I thought they, he did it. The story's nice and that. It gets kind of petty as these two women are vying for Queen Anne's affections and, you know, kind of the power that goes along with being her paramour. Right. And yet, at the same time, you can't publicly be her paramour because they kind of frown upon that stuff back right. then. <laughs> but the directing is really neat. The production, value, like, it's a very well-made movie, and I thought it was enjoyable. Uh, again, like, it's not, I'm not going to say, oh, you've got to watch it if you like Lanthos or Lanthimos. But, again, for him doing a normal movie... I was like, oh, you know, he's a good director, even if his moves aren't completely off the wall. He seems to go with a lot of the same cast. He does seem to like the same cast. Olivia Coleman, Rachel Weiss, they were in The Lobster as well. Sure. Yeah. So he seems to he seems to really enjoy the which I get. I can I understand that. Hey, you got something that works? Go for it. Yeah. You guys got anything you want me to keep going? Hit no, up. I'm I'm good on that one. All right. Emma Stone is really hot. That's we we both decided <laughs> that Emma Stone She's, she's really. She's, I I'm not feeling it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. That girl fine. <laughs> that girl fine. She does look better in that picture than she did look in this movie. I'll say Whew. that much. <laughs> I will give it. Grant you. She is. She's a bit of a two facer. She's more kind of girl Seinfeld next reference. door type thing. <laughs> all right. Don't look now. This is all the way from 1973. Jeez. Married couple grieving death of their young daughter. It's kind of horror, kind of thriller. This movie is film class movie where you're taking a film class, you study this movie, how it kind of sets up some things, how it derives tension, how it's edited. As a movie just to sit down and enjoy, I didn't love it. Like I I noticed its merits, but it really is film class movie. Just the way they, they kind of cut things out of sequence to make it disorient you a little bit. Because in right. 73, that's not something they did commonly. Man, that is creepy. The chick in the red jacket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> what? what Oh, gosh. Is that a little girl or something else? No, it's an old woman. Uh, that's the final scene, man. Uh, that's that's the culmination of the whole movie. That is wild. Uh, but that is the culmination. It looks like Robin Williams right there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Robin Williams is dead. I guess we shouldn't joke. Wait a minute, it's me. All right, we're good. <laughs> All right, dangerous, li- dangerous liaisons. Another dangerous cousins. Dangerous cousins. <laughs> that causes us danger roll. Uh, this is another aristocratic 18th century England thing. I don't know what like I don't know what it is about this movie. This story is rather simple on its face, but watching the movie, it seems a lot more convoluted than it is. I don't know if it's a matter of the speech or the time, of the setting, of all of it. And it's an eighties movie too, so it's like 
you know, it, it didn't seem 80s. It didn't really? seem bad like 80s movies. Oh, uh, see, but it just, 80s movies have this, like, tone to them. Even when they do period pieces, they kind of have this, this. I don't know, I, it's hard to explain. I just don't enjoy any 80s movies. Very, very rarely can I look back and be like, I love that. I mean, it'd be like you don't enjoy any '80s movie. It'd be like Raiders, Back to the Future, stuff like that. Like those movies, those are classics. But if you look back on like, like I used to love Glen Gary, Glen Ross, and I look back on it now, I'm like, eh, eh. isn't that more '90s? No, I think it was like '88. You don't like that? I, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen that, but you know, it's my recollection. I really like that. Yeah, I like the two. It's just I, it, there's a lot of movies like that where I look back at the '80s and I'm like. Uh, you could tell this is from the eighties. This is this is this is definitely eighties. Glenn Gary is ninety two though. Ninety two. Okay, I thought it was eighty eight. You're good at those years. Well, I have Google next to me right now. Uh, well, no, you said it. You said it. Uh, I did have an inkling. John it, Malkovich and Michelle Pfeiffer are in this movie. Glenn Close too. Oh yeah. It's just for what it is. It just seems unnecessarily convoluted. Like it ended. I thought, what really happened here? It's like okay, that seems pretty simple. But while you're watching it, it just seems unnecessarily convoluted. I did not love it. Great production value. You know, it's one of those I think was probably nominated for a lot of awards, just being probably. a period piece, doing all that stuff. Did not love it. And uh, I think you're going to talk about Peaky Blinders, right? Peaky Blinders. Wait, so before I jump into this, have you watched Peaky Blinders? Yes, I've watched three seasons, I believe. Damn, this this upsets me because I really wanted to show you a picture. So... I just you can still show me the picture. I'm uh, no, it's too late. I mean, you already seen the show, so even what I'm going to explain about Peaky Blinders, P E A K Y yeah. Blinders. <clears throat> so, oh, peak. Yeah, That's peak. Okay. So I'm watching the show, and I'm like, I'm like three. Um, I've watched four seasons now. Like I think. Completed four seasons. I think that's, that's about right. right. Yeah, fifth one's coming out. So like next month, season four, episode two. I at the beginning of shows, I'm normally like I'm not fully paying attention because these are the kind of shows where they the the weeks kind of bleed bleed into each other, and you could miss like four weeks of it. You'd probably be all right. You catch up. You'd be you'd be good. But I never noticed a name on the screen until season four, episode two, and I did notice it. But when I looked up, I was like. Tom Hardy. I was like, I've seen the name in the other episodes, and but it must be a different Tom Hardy because I haven't seen Tom Hardy. So it's probably another dude named Tom Hardy. So I was like, all right, whatever. So then I get into the episode a little. I'm like, holy shit. Tom Hardy's in this show. The whole time, Tom Hardy's been in the show, and he's right there in front of me, and I didn't know it. So did you did you know that he was in the show before you started watching it? Uh, I don't know if I knew before I started watching it. Did you know when you saw him on screen? Uh, it's been a while. I mean, I, I think I probably did just because I've seen a lot of Tom Hardy movies, and he can really be a chameleon in his movies. Like, I've seen enough Tom Hardy movies too, and I understand what you're saying. He could be this dude. I, season four, I'm like. And so then as the show's beginning, like I'm I'm going through my head like, who could he be? Who could he he's oh my gosh, he's Alfie. He's Alfie. He's been Alfie the whole time. <laughs> he's Alfie. And I was wondering why Alfie was on the cover of the Netflix thing. I've seen it a million times, but never knew it was Tom Hardy. I'm gonna let I'm just gonna put it out there right now. This guy is top ten actors of all time. Of all time. <laughs> And I started thinking back to some of his roles. Um, 
just small, like was like um, Rock and Roller. Yeah. Um, and, and some other ones. But th- this role right here, if this does not set him as a top tier actor, if he's not already, then something's wrong. Because th- his this character is amazing. Amazing. And he's not in every episode, but incredible. It's a great show already. It, I mean, you know, it's it's got its ups and downs where I'm sometimes I'm bored, sometimes I'm not. But going back, I, I started I just watched a couple little Alfie episodes and I was like, this dude is he is amazing. He is amazing. So I don't know what you think about the show. What do you think about the show? It's been a while. Um I watched season three. Three years ago, oh, wow! Uh, and I did watch one and two before then. I don't know. If I, watched, I don't know if I binged all that or if I. I don't know when it all came out. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I like the show. I don't love the show. It's got a lot of style to way. it. You know, it's it's really. I don't want to say lowest common denominator, but it's a lot of style to it. Yeah. It doesn't do as good a job at developing characters, like really. But it's really not really about that. No. But that's the kind of show I want it to be. That's the kind of show I like. Uh. So. It's one of those things that I find it enjoyable. I wouldn't say, oh, you got to watch it, but it's not a bad show, but it does have quite a, you know, very rabid fan base. I mean, like, its fans really, really love it. I don't feel that strongly about it. Before I knew it was Tom Hardy, I was a huge Alfie fan. And then once I found out it was Tom Hardy, I was like, damn, I'm even a bigger Alfie fan. So you haven't watched season four yet? No, I've not watched season four. Wow. Is he good in that season? You haven't seen, have you seen Adrian Brody in the show? No, is he season four? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I I, it might have been a little end of season three, too. Oh, gosh. It just... See, I wish you'd seen that. And I, I don't want to talk about it until you see it, because it's just... What if I never see it? You'll see it. Maybe. You'll see it just just for the Tom, just for the Alfie. Tom Hardy's fun. I mean, you know, you mentioned some of his movies. I, I got to drop, too. That I Go ahead. always kind of come back to the, like This is stuff people haven't seen that is great Tom Hardy. Lock. Two hours of nothing but Tom Hardy... Headshot, and you know what? It's a good movie. Like he carries it. You know, it's amazing that he can carry a movie that because the whole movie is him. Uh, it's actually a very smart. Like some of the writing in this, like it's killer. But uh, you start out, he's some kind of construction guy. He's closing up a job. Like gets in his car, starts driving. That's the whole movie. It's him driving. He's on the phone a couple of times, but it's really neat. And I was actually, I didn't kind of realize the catch of this movie. Not necessarily a twist, but just something they did really smart. That like, oh crap, like. There's a whole depth to this movie I didn't realize, and I just caught it because I was flipping back through the beginning. Like I think it was on Netflix. I was just skipping through, and I saw this thing in the beginning when he first started driving. And in the beginning, you're not going to know what's going on, but it kind of propels the entire movie, and you can easily miss it. And I love writing that does that, that it's not showy, it's not flashy, you can easily miss it. Right. But that's a neat movie because he carries that. And then The Drop, I believe that's with James Gandolfini. He mm-hmm. plays like this bar hand guy. Smart writing in that, and he does a great job in that. But in those two movies, you don't see a, a lot. You know, they're just not as big movies, but they're really good. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hardy's great. Like if he's I, in something, I, I'll watch it. He's 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 reached a level now where it's like if he's in something, I'm gonna watch it. But please, and there's, there's few people like that. But he's this this character. He he's my it's my favorite character in the show. It's yeah. my favorite. It's it's the reason I watch it. He's so man. He is he is a very good actor. I will. I'll, I'll just just put it right out there. He is a very good actor. Go to our website, crossthenetflixstream.com. This is your portal to find us on social media, our written reviews, news. You can email me directly, ward at crossthenetflixstream.com. 
Go to iTunes or your preferred podcast player. Rate this. Review it. I would appreciate it. I watch movies on Netflix so you don't have to.